This is Pastor Tyreel, affectionately known as Pastor Tan. I just wanted to let you know, happy belated Merry Christmas, and we're going into the new year. I wanted to give myself time to be with my family, just to enjoy the birth of Jesus Christ, and also to be able to help my children and my family understand why is it so important for us to have celebrated his birth. Not because of the commercialism, not because of what, you know, all of these people are saying, society says about his son, but it's just the fact that we were able to sit there and honestly give one day to him because he is worthy of it 365 days out of the year. But we are so grateful for his son. And I wanted to let you know that there is going to be more to come for it is written. So to me, I wanted to give myself a few minutes to kind of, you know, catch up, catch my breath. I mean, I've been catching my breath for quite a lot lately, but I'm trying to get new content in and be able to flow in God's anointing and God's obedience. Well, I wanted to also let you know that it has been a lot for me coming up to the point of getting into going into the new year. And, you know, sometimes we clean or we throw things out or we have all of these resolutions, but that's not what was important to me. It was just something about just being connecting to my children, kind of connecting more and more every day, kind of, but yes, connecting with my husband, connecting with my children, connecting with God. I mean, just having those moments, just different itty bitty moments, the glimpse of moments is where people and places and, you know, social media didn't really care for, and you didn't care about that. You were just trying to live in the moment. But also at the same time, due to so many people and my condolences to the family members, that lost so many lives over this storm. We here in South Korea were impacted also where I am fortifying my home and making sure that the winds are not coming in and it gets below negative six here also. So understood that, you know, we're trying our best to be able to keep our ways and wits about us, but also able to make sure that all of the things that we have to prepare for comes, you know, in full focus. So I wanted to kind of get into what I was uh, seeing about the new year. And before it really dawned on me, God had given me two. So I'm going to give you one and then one in the new year. Amen. And the first one is, when are you done yet? And I mean, this one hit me hard, so I'm going to let you marinate on that. When are you done yet? Are you done yet? And then at the same exact time, I was like, okay, God, where are you taking me? And then for some of us in the body of Christ, it could be that you came out of a 
family that was not of God. And you're the first one. Or you could have came out of alcoholism or going out of adulterous relationships or coming out of witchcraft or anything like that. I mean, you're coming out of something. And then at the same exact time, it was like, you know, for the ones that you know God is real. And then you have so many times where you're sitting up in classes and the teacher is sitting here or professor is sitting here and trying to find who God is or creation or what have you. And it was just, to me, it was like, you know, Abraham was called out of his land, homeland. And the very people that, you know, did not want to deal with him and deal not deal with their demons. Let me just bring it up to modern age. Some of us have family members, kinfolk, that love to be in their mess, love to stay around all of that. And then they want to involve you into this, into all of that stuff. And it was like, so mind blowing that a lot of us in our lineage came from depression, alcoholism, uh, adulterous relationships. I, I mean, lying, fornication. I mean, just the list goes long and on. And then here you come. And you mess up the whole program. I mean, let's talk about that. You are the one that becomes the solitary understanding of being the first to break all of the things that was going on. And now you see that they have sequentially, your kinfolk have sat there and they agree with the whole entire situation. They agreed to stay in poverty. They agreed to stay around that. They agreed to stay around all of that mess just to be able to keep that demon satisfied. And it was just like, it's mind bloating how we as uh, believers and yes, I understand you love your family. You, you pray for them and you thank God for them. But sometimes you have to come out of that environment, that atmosphere. And I had to realize that even though I'm way over here, even the family and friends, I mean, some of these people will call me up just to talk about garbage and try to get information and stuff. And I had to realize that I'm not a garbage disposal. I'm not somebody that you just dump your mess on and, and just go. So, I mean, I had to change my conversations. I had to change how I thought about some things. And you had to really, you know, after a while, God was like, look, why do you start letting people drain you? And you're trying your best to be nice and do what God says do. But also at the same time, you have discernment. You have the Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost living and abiding inside of you. And that it drains you when they're sitting up here and saying, give me, give me. But at the same exact time, so many people want to take and take, but never sit there. And honestly, you have to have healthy boundaries. And I'm learning that this year. I had to start letting go of some people and just difference. And not, no, I'm going to say it like this. Let me say correction. God let the door open where I had to be able to sit there and say goodbye to people in 2022.
And it wasn't easy and it wasn't, you know, it, it was, it didn't feel good. But when you start seeing what God is trying to show you about that person or about the situation or the circumstances that you don't want to dwell in that anymore. I mean, a lot of people that were sitting here and saying, well, you know, you can tell when start having jealousy and pride and envy and strife and just want to just keep things up. And then having that to try to come in and infiltrate into your home, that was a huge, huge, a lot of things that I was like, wait a minute, God, I mean, but I had to, you know, God will give you warning after warning to let you know and emphasize what is going on. And I'm grateful and thankful that God revealed those things to me. And at the same exact time, after you start seeing that individual, start seeing that person for who they were or the spirit that they carried more importantly, it wasn't that, you know, and some of these people say they're saved. And some of them say that they're Christian and some of them are, can be family. And some of them can be in different, you know, categories, you know, coworkers, colleagues in your life. And I was like, man, it's mind blowing how God calls you out because he's like, wait a minute, I need you to come out of it because at the same time you get into that whole entire rhythm of how they have the poverty that how they're so stricken, how they have that same mindset. And then at the same time, God is pulling you to a different way of mindset and he sets you differently than anyone else because of who you are, because you are a unique and peculiar people, because you don't fit the mold of today's society, because you are doing something that nine times out of 10, your parents or your grandparents didn't do. So now you're going into a different avenue in God and deeper depths and higher heights in God that you want to be able to uphold and maintain. And the relationship you have with God is different. It hits you differently when you get up in the morning. It hits you differently than picking up the phone and calling them. But it hits you differently because now you have your advocate, you have Jesus, you have God to talk to. And then at the same exact time, you know, you're coming from all these generational things that's been going on in your life, but have you, have you finished yet? Are you done yet? No, you're never done. And then at the same exact time, it was like, I want to go back when Abraham was called. And it says in Genesis 12, I am coming from the King James version, 12th chapter, first verse. Now the Lord has said unto Abram, he wasn't Abraham yet. Abram, get thee out of thine country and from thy kindred and from thine father's house unto a land that I will show thee. Go to verse two, and I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. Let me let me go down to the third verse because this was huge too. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Now, what I'm going to tell you is this: is that 
You can become the first one in your family to save Mary. You can be the first one in your family not to have children out of wedlock. You can be the first one to go to college. You can be the first one to be the doctor or lawyer or profession in your family. You can be the first one to break off poverty. You can be the first one to be able to do what God says do no matter what come hell or high water. And then at the same exact time, break the mold and break the chains of all the different things that would weigh you down at the same exact time. Don't you understand? See, I'm not going into 2022 and I'm not going to go into, excuse me, 2023 with all of this baggage. I had to start learning to let people ask, you know, just have forgiveness for them and let them go. I had to learn how to sit there and say, you know what? I am not this and that. And I am more than what I've been told in the past. So I need to start focusing on how to be a wife, how to be a mother, how to housekeeping, how to be able, because so many people can put so much on you because their house isn't clean or they don't even have a home. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, people can sit there and talk bad about you, say whatever words they want to say to you, but it shouldn't stick towards you because of what God said about you. See it. And I love how he said that to Abra, that in the third verse, I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee in thy shall all families of the earth be blessed. So I am reminded so much of I'm blessed in the city and blessed in the fields and I'm blessed when I come and when I go. I remember that song so many times going, growing up because so many people and I will say family members would sit there and, you know, well, her name is this, but you don't understand. You just gave me a name and you really didn't care about where I was going or what I was going to do or who I was going to be. And then at the same exact time, I'm thankful that I looked up my name and, and my name means Swahili, which is praised woman. See, I had to learn how to get my grip back into who God is. I had to get myself back into who God is for me. I had to get back into all of the naysayers because see the enemy will bring people in to try to divert you to where you need to go. And they will sit there and try to analyze you and try to pick you apart. And you see that you're doing so well and that your stride is so short and so affluentially strong in God where theirs is not. And It had so much to do with how Saul was with David and how he was able to sit there and he saw that the glory was on David and it fleed from him. Do you understand that sometimes when you are going into these churches and you're sitting underneath these pastors, you know, you have all of these different places. You need to talk to God and say, God, did you send me there? 
Because if God didn't send you there and then he'll warn you and let you know, hey, that can't be it. You cannot be sitting underneath this person because they have this in their home. They that got this in their home. They have this in their home there. They got all of this mess going on and you can't sit there and they doing this and that. No, you have to be able to sit there and say, no, God, did you put me here? Did you settle me here? Did you, did you tell me? To stay in this ministry, to stay in this church, not because I'm, I love the people, but because I want to be able to hear from you. And when you can't hear from God the way that you need to, but you're hearing from people and you're satisfying the people instead of God, you need to say, woe is me because God is the main source and reason why we're still here living and breathing and have our being. Amen. Stop sitting up here and saying, well, you know, this pastor said I I preach good or I did this or did that. See, sometimes I'm telling you right now, when God has the anointing on you and they get upset and jealous because you've been in the word, you've been sitting there in your prayer closet, you've been sitting up there and shabaking God, talking to God. People get upset because you see the word of God. It's dripping. You have the whole manna. The word of God coming out and you're eating it. You're supping it up and you have the oil, the anointing on you. And then people start sitting up there and questioning themselves. They need to sit there and realize that God is for you. Who can be against you? So stop sitting up here and letting everybody influence you. You need to be talking to God in 2023. You need to be sitting there and saying, wait a minute, have I done enough? Have I been able to get on my prayer closet? And have I been able to sit there and hear from you? Because God is, is so much going on in this world now. And, and I had to realize, and I sit there and I look back on some of the, I mean, talking about like some old movies that we used to look at. I'm talking about the ones that used to be able to tug at your hearts and give you meaning behind it. It used to be able to pull on your heartstrings and you have to be able to sit there and you realize how much your words and how, how much you living makes a difference in the sense of it all. And then I was listening to a current comedian that says, you know, we used to say Merry Christmas, not because some people were living it, but because it made sense. And it was because of his son. It was because that was his day. Now, so many people want to negate who God is. And I've looked at it and I was like, wait a minute. How are you going to sit up there and take the A, A, D and B, C off of our timeline so that people can't be able to realize that was what God gave us? Oh, that's wrong. What, what are you doing? See, the reason why you have B, C is before Christ and A, D is after his death. See, there is such a thing that as we progressed and how we were able to continue in this time and in this period, don't you know, Jesus birth was the one that put the one on the mark. Do you understand what I'm telling you? Do you understand that when he came, he made an impact that was so abundant that we have so many people to able to justify even Josephus to all these different artists of not just the gospel, but in the Bible, but also you had secular people of stature and renown to sit there and say, this was the Christ. This was God's son. But so many of us want to sit here and say, well, that didn't happen. 
You want to wipe out what God has given us. That certain times you want to sit there. You don't want to say Merry Christmas. You want to say Happy Holidays. No, that is the son of Jesus. This is God's son. Excuse me. This is his son. And you need to recognize who he is. Because you want to be recognized on your birthday. Now, I'm going to say it like I mean it. Stop sitting up here and neglecting and negating who God is. Amen. Now, I'm going to say this and I will continue is that it's just that you have to understand. And I was listening a little bit to um, Pastor Marcus Rogers. And it made so much sense because he was just going off on how we are all fighters. And I don't know about some of you, but it might be you also. But I know I was fighting way before I even came out the womb. And, you know, for me, I knew that I knew a little bit bit about my backstory through my big mama, which is my grandmother and my grandfather, big daddy. But they would tell me that, you know, my mother didn't want me. So they wanted to, she was going to try to go in and abort me. And, you know, he said he had a, he had a dream from God to say, look, this is what she's going to do. And you have to go ahead and intercept that and go and raise me. And I'm telling you right now, it's a fight every day. I don't know about you, but just to be able to get the car that I needed and being able to pay my bills and being able to sit there and make sure that my car note was done and making sure that all these different things that I needed as far as growing up, God had to be able to provide for me. And when I was in their home, it was always hand-me-downs. Now I sit there and I realize and I thank God for being able to let me know that I was able to be worth more than just some hand-me-downs. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I'm not saying this to make you feel sad for me, but I'm telling you I've come a mighty long way. And I had to realize that I'm not done yet. I'm not done with how my life is living and how I'm able to move and have my being with God. I'm not done yet. I'm not done with this podcast. I'm not done being a mother. I'm not done being a wife. I'm not done being the person that God needed for me to be. I'm not done yet. And I have to sit there and realize that, you know, am I done being what I used to be? Yes, I am. I'm done being a liar. I'm done, you know, fornicating. I'm done, you know, going out to the clubs and duking it out or partying or whatever else I was doing out there. I am done. I don't want to be the old person I used to be. That woman was not good for me. I don't want to be that person at all. I don't want to be uncaring, unloving and self-centered and just sitting up here and thinking it's all about me. I don't want to be like that. I I don't want to sit here and and cause confusion in my own home. I'll come out. Like I said, so many people want to sit here and say, well, pastor, you know, you're supposed to be the pastor of your home and the church and, you know, all this stuff. But guess what? I got to sit there and I got to be a servant first to God. And I got to sit there and be able to sit there and listen and hear from God and be the child of God that I need to be before I even get out the door. I need to be able to read and pray. 
I need to be able to see God's face. I need to be able to know how to talk to my children and my husband. And I need to be able. Oh my God. And even if you're single, I need to be able, if when I was single, I need to be able to focus on what God had for me at that time before I had a husband. Y'all don't understand me. See, some people want to sit here and they want to get in and, and, and say, oh, that's my friend. And I'll, But see, that's the thing is that friendship for me is loyalty into a T. I am loyal. But I'm telling you right now, I'm starting to feel like, and I start realizing my my worth during this time of 2022. Stop letting people sit there and discount you because they ain't doing what you were doing. They're, they're not on the same wavelength and the frequency of what God, because they weren't in their Bibles or because they're not doing what you say do, or they're not doing what you are used to them. See, so many people can hate on you. Be jealous of you. Be envious of you because they sat there. They knew they shouldn't marry this person. They, they knew they shouldn't have been on this path. But because they made that whole entire decision, now they have to be able to live with it. And then they give it to their children. Once you start realizing that, God, I need you in my life and to stop breaking everything else and start smashing some of the things that are in your life. Start letting the demons that come in that used to tear you down and not lift you up to be in your house. Hold. I'm going to say it well like I mean it. See, if we stop, if we stop doing what we used to do and the old flesh comes up, we need to start saving. We need to make sure we save what we know that is right. Go towards what is right and, and crucify what is not of God. We, we need to save all the different things we know about God and for us and keep it in our hearts that we might not sin against him. And I love how Abraham was obedient to God. When is the last time you were obedient to God? When is the last time he sat there and said, you know what? I missed my time with you. Let's go ahead and pray. Let's go ahead and get in our work. Let, let me go ahead and spend some time with you. When's the last time that you really honestly sat there and said, you know what? I, I'm sorry, God. I should have I should have went right instead of going left. And I should have not, you know, let my mouth run. And I shouldn't have done so this or that. I should not have. But we as human beings, we let ourselves just do whatever. And God is sitting there and saying, not so. Are you done yet? When are you done? And I mean, you can take it both ways. When you're in sin, do you stay in sin? No, that grace me about? Absolutely not. Yes, we're living in mercy and grace, but don't you know, I don't want to be sitting there and sinning willfully and then get caught up in that sin and I die in my sin and I go to hell or Shalo the very next time that I see God. Nope, I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm just not. And I feel as though we need to stop doing that. We need to stop sitting here and polluting our children and not giving them the grace and mercy and letting them know that we love them. Letting them know that we care. 
that, you know, some of us, we came out a lot of stuff. I mean, sometimes the battle scars. I mean, some of us would have family members trying to choke us out way before we even get mature in God, way before we even get to even our relationship with God. You have so many mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers, so many things that they accepted into their family, into their way of life. And don't you know those demons that have developed in them, the, the spirits that have developed in them, they are contradicting you because you accepted who God is. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. The thing of it is, is that when you are starting to be able to be of God and use of God, Don't you know the enemy is going to sit there and combat you? And it's not even them, but it's the spirit, their dad, that they're serving. It's not God. And when it's not God, it's so much that can come in. Depression, poverty, alcohol, unsuccessfulness, unholiness, adultery. Everything becomes so chaotic in their jobs, in, in their homes, with their children. And then you wonder why God is always with you because you sat there and you made the choice to believe what God wanted you to believe. And I'm grateful for my grandparents because they start setting me on so much so of success and so much of my journey That every time someone said something bad about me or something that was contradicting how I know I had to go or project anything that wasn't of God, I would speak up because I knew that was not my portion. And I feel for this generation because the enemy is trying to infiltrate through media, through music, through so many different outlets and avenues that they want to pollute us even in the school system to colleges, to medical school, to law school, any type of profession. They're trying to come in and infiltrate because they know once people know who God is, they don't want to let go. And I'm going to say it like I mean it. When you honestly sit there and think about it, there are so many women and men that are doing what God, even little, even boys and girls, teenagers, children are coming up in God and the enemy don't like it because they see what they're going to be. And he would rather stiff them out. He would rather for them to be gone instead of having them to mature and go in God. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. He will try to stunt your growth. And when I say that the enemy wants to cut you down little by little, piece by piece. And he would have people to try to come in and associate with you and thinking, oh, they're for me, but really they're not. They're just trying to figure out what you are doing. And then they will try to extract everything that you have that is of God and then try to belittle you at the same exact time. Let me tell you something. There is so significant express of who God is in your life that some of them are sitting up here and saying, well, that's from the enemy. You don't know what they doing to just get what they are at. No, because God gave it to you 
And I'm going to say it like I mean it. Some people that say they're saved, they're not. Some people say they're Holy Ghost, they're not. Some of them can have the gift of prophecy. Some of them can have evangelism or being apostle, preacher, teacher, all of that. But they're not living it. And the sad thing is, is when they start seeing you living it better than them, that's when you become the enemy. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. You have so much undercover, individual, invisible enemies that God is willing to tell you, look, it's not the family member. It is Satan. It is not them, but it is who they are serving. Let me say it one more time for the people in the back. See, certain people will sit there and say, well, pastor, what do you mean? I'm going to let you know that God has no respect to person. That in this time, in this hour, if you're not serving the right God, if you're serving Satan, and you sit there and you say, well, what do you mean if you're serving Satan? You serve in the TV more than God. If you serve in yourself or the car or the children or the husband or the wife or, or the job or the position or the money more than God, that's your God. And all of that comes from Satan. There is nothing wrong with having riches and money. Job had money. Solomon had money. David had money. But what they did was give it to God. Give it all to God. So seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. And then it says also in Ephesians, the sixth chapter and the 12th verse. And it says, for we For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against the spiritual wickedness in high places. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but also principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Don't you know that the enemy, he doesn't like you. And I've said this so much time that he don't like you and he don't, he shouldn't because you're not living in his ways. You're not going against, you're going against everything that he believes and you're serving the true and living God. So now you need to understand that this is the reason why God calls you out. He makes you peculiar. He makes you standard. He makes you different. He makes you in those jobs and in those places. He makes you so much that you stand out and you get recognized because of the spirit that God has given you because his son, he sees the blood on you. And then he gives you the anointing. He gives you the doodlemas. He gives you the power and he gives you the Holy Spirit. And then yet he gives you angels that are charged over you. He helps you. See, there's a significant difference of being able to sit there and live holy and not just playing holy. Oh, let me say that one more time for the people in the back. It's a difference, a significant difference of living holy, of doing what God says do, instead of playing holy. See, you can play holy. 
And then it will get you in trouble because when you start praying to God, don't you know your effective prayer of righteous veil of much? So when you're not playing, so you're playing with God and you sit there and Satan will eat you up. He will swallow you whole. And then I'm going to tell you like this. It says also too that God will turn you over to a reprobated mind like Saul. Do you understand that when you don't want to live right, you don't want to do what God says to, you don't want to live by God's rules and you want to go by the enemy's rules. You want to play patty cake with him, the enemy Monday through Saturday, but Sunday you want to get up and be holy. See, that ain't going to work. That ain't going to work. That's like not taking a shower Monday through Saturday and then getting up on Sunday and taking a shower. It's, it's either or. Are you for God or, or are you against God? Are you done yet? Are you done playing? Are you are you done being out in the world? Because now you're starting to see the significance of it. You're starting to see the, the residue of it. And I've seen where, you know, we have so many different dyes and so many different uh collections of dyes that when you turn a certain thing like such a like a white white blouse that is beautiful and then you put purple dye to it it becomes purple it doesn't stay the same but don't you know that when Jesus son came and when Jesus came and excuse me when God's son Jesus came and he was able to give us his son and he died and that blood that he shed it made us white pure as gold pure pure snow and we became very valuable in God there is such a thing as stop sitting up here and not valuing you yourself and you devalue yourself because God gave you all these gifts and you don't sit there and think they're anything but. No, God gave it to you because he knew you were able to accomplish it. He knew that when he gave you those gifts, he wanted you to use them. He knew that when someone was able to come and talk to you, he knew that you were able to be able to have the compassion, the understanding. And also at the same exact time, every time that someone would come to you and because you went through so many struggles, because you went through so much stuff, God was able to equip you when you were homeless. Somebody comes with you homeless. When somebody comes with you and then you have been through a tumultuous relationship and then someone comes to you, you can sit there and tell your personal testimony, not to get glorification, but to have God to get the glorification through you to help anoint someone and heal someone at the same exact time. That's God, not me. I'm just his mouthpiece. I'm trying to live for him so he can get the glory. So that when I get to heaven, he can say, well done, that good and faithful servant. Now, no, I'm, I'm trying to tell you that the way we live, it moves people. It shapes people. It lets them know that we love them and we want to care for them. We, we don't sit there and be so fake and phony. See, I understand. I don't know about you, but I can't even wear fake jewelry. Because it will turn my neck green or it will turn my ears green. And when I do the real things, I don't get a ring around my ears. I don't, I don't get a ring around my neck. 
See, that's the thing of when you're genuine about who God is in your life, that when you come what may, you're going to still be in God. And then at the same exact time, it's like everything that gets thrown at you, you still come up because you know who God is. And you sit there and say, I'm not done yet. I'm, I'm just not. Because I know my Redeemer liveth. I know that there was a reason for me to go through every process that I went through. That I went through the jealousy, the hurt, the pain, the envy, the strife. I went through all of that just for because I know he is who he is. And God has been able to take me through. I'm able to start seeing more. And I'm starting to see more and get manifestation in the spirit. I'm, I'm starting to see more and I'm starting to exercise my word and do what God says do and, and fulfill what's going on. I'm able to go ahead and do what God says do so that I can be able to sit there and have my very shadow go before someone that's sick and they get healed. That when I get into a room and demons can't even stay because I know that God is with me. That part. Because I know that there is something deeper than just me sitting here and saying, well, thine will be done. No, not just in the word, but living it and knowing that it's that it's sufficient for me. Knowing that it's going to cause so much peace and yet it still have chaos behind it because they are going to disrupt the holy mess that's in some people. That they know they're not doing right. That, that the whole entire time that when you have conversation with people, that the very demonic spirits that's in them can't even suffer, can't even, don't even like to see you breathe. That part. When people sit there and they be like, wait a minute, how is she sitting up here and going before God and getting the word of God? And I can't even do that because I know for a fact that if I go and I study and it says it in Timothy. And it says that if you study to show thyself approved of God, workmen not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. When you do that, God shows up. You can have the same thing I have. Once you start getting into the word, once you start doing what God says do, once you start soaking this word up and living it and letting it be a part of you, I don't want to be fake and phony. I want to be genuine. When people see me, I don't want them to sit there and say, well, she's all about this. No, I'm not. I'm all about God and that, and that's all I'm about. I don't want nobody to sit here and say, well, she thinks she's all of that. No, I know I am all of that because of the one that lives in me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. I'm not trying to sit up here and say that I've gotten it all together. No, I don't. I'm being honest. In 2022, I'm still learning. And in 2023, I'm still going to be learning. In 2024, until God calls us home, I'm still going to be learning him. I'm still going to sit there and say, you know what? This word is the le- This word is sweeter than any honeycomb. This word is what I need every day. This is what I need when I get up in the morning and when I go to bed at night. This word is something that I have to be able to sit there and know the relationship I have with God and this word and the Holy Spirit and everything else that is included. This is what I need. This is what I need to grow. This is what I need every day. Are you done yet? Are you seriously done with all of the mess that you've been doing? All the women you've been going through and the men you've been going through? 
Are you done sitting up here saying, well, I might be this or I might be that. But guess what? God calls you to be a man or a woman. He didn't call you to be anything else and not what you want, but what God wants. Are you done yet? Are you done sitting up here and having your house in chaos and then you having these unfamiliar spirits all up in you, all around you and all up in your house and then in your children and then in your spouse? Are you done yet? Are you done not being able to sleep at night and then sitting up there and saying, wait a minute, you know, I'm just, you know, I I don't like this person because I just don't know. God sits there. He tells you, he discerns for you. He says, look, I see that, that demon in that person, or I see that spirit in that person. You still love that person, no matter what's going on with them, because there is a purpose behind what's going on with them. Are you done yet? Y'all don't understand. It's a total different magnitude when we are of God. I'm not done yet. I'm just not done yet. I'm not done in God. And I can, I mean, I'm saying this two different ways, but I'm letting you know this right now. When I say, are you done yet? That means, are you done with the sin that you're in so that you can come over to God? So that you can fulfill everything that needs to be done, what God has ordained you to do. See, I've already transitioned over. I'm no longer in the enemy's camp. I'm in God's camp. So I have to sit there and say, I'm not done yet. I'm not done knocking on doors. I'm not done sitting up there and casting out demons and seeing about the sick and the widows and and the ones that don't have a voice. I'm not done yet. I'm not done in my community praying over there, making sure that I see them. I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. I'm 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 not done going out and trying to talk to key people, even to children, even down to the pen. I'm not done yet. I'm not done praying for someone and being able to let them know that I love them. I'm not done yet. I'm not done. I am not done. And you shouldn't be either. When you are not saved, you should be done. Done with the enemy and the way that he's been treating you and everything else. You should be done. But since you're a saint of God, you shouldn't be done. You shouldn't be done with trying to do what God says do. And then at the same exact time, you're trying to grow in God and you're trying to mature because you don't want to be at another level. See, that's the thing is that I can't get comfortable. I've learned that too in 2020 too, that I can't get comfortable. Do you understand? I can't afford to get comfortable because the enemy will sit there and say, wait a minute. She becoming lazy. She ain't sitting up here reading her words. She ain't sitting up here doing what God says. She ain't seeking God. Let me go ahead and come on in. Uh -uh. I can't get that comfortable. I can't get that comfortable. I can't get that humdrum, you know, Holy Ghost feel comfortable like that. No, I can't do it. I can't get that comfortable where you sit there and you let people say stuff and then they sit up there and they hee hee and ha ha in your face. No, I don't get comfortable like that because it's nine times out of 10. It's that unclean spirit in them that's talking and not of God. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, everybody wants to sit there and give their opinion of somebody else. Why won't you sit there and honestly have a conversation about God to God about you. Yes, you. When are you going to sit there and have an honest conversation? Say, God, show me who I am so I can clean myself up. Do open heart. 
surgery on me. Show me the ugliness in me so I can clean it up. Show me the ugliness in me, the foulness, the the stuff that even Satan tries to get and tries to be so disevil, disheveled in my life. Show me all of that so I can clean it up. Let me know what I need to do to be able to please you. Y'all don't want to hear me though. That's that's downright nitty gritty. See, I had to realize that when Abraham moved out, that he was being obedient. Don't you know he was being just like Adam when he was naked and Eve in the garden? Because he was bare and he didn't have to worry about being ashamed. Because he was being honest with God. And some of us, they haven't even gotten naked before God and been honest about what's been going on with us. No, y'all, y'all want to, y'all want to hide behind depression. Y'all want to hide behind whatever you dealing with, but you don't want to have a conversation with God. Okay. That's on you. Seriously. You need to bring it out in the open. Don't take it in to 2023 with you. The enemy is trying to play too much games with the stuff that is going on with you. That's why God said, openly confess with your mouth, your sins so that he can be able to forgive you. Start having a conversation with God. Pray, God, open up my eyes, open up my heart. Show me who I am and then let me correct myself before it's too late. Are you done yet? Because the enemy ain't playing. Do you understand? I have seen so many healthy people that have died recently. I mean, just sporadically dying. Some of them are sacrificed. Some of them have just unexpectedly, unknowingly have passed away. Don't let today be your last day on this earth without accepting the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you done yet? Are you done not being in the situation with your family? And I love them. I love my family to death, but I can't go back. I have to move forward. Because I'm in a situation where God has to be able to come in. I've set a standard. And because they want to accept what the enemy has given them. And they don't want to do what God says do. You're going to see the shift. You're going to see a difference. And it's okay if they say you're the black sheep. Because God has already been able to cleanse you. And you became white as snow. So it's okay to stand out and it's okay to be the one to sit up there and be on the street corner if you're an evangelist or if you're a prophet and you see things way before anybody else sees them. It's okay. Hmm. It's more than okay. It is a blessing. And for the ones that God lets you see way before anyone else, it is a blessing to have that ministry also. To let him, let him be able to move through you and do what he said is a blessing. It is truly a blessing. And do not let anyone put you down because you make mistakes every day. And people will not let you forget those mistakes. But once you confess them and do what God says do, he casts them into the sea of forgiveness and to remember them no more. But we need to be able to be open and honest about what we've been in and let God clean us up. And I'm going to say it like I mean it. I thank God for all of the people that didn't do me right. I thank God for the ones that talk bad about me. 
that did me wrong. I thank God for the ones that sat there and wasn't with me because I've learned a whole lot from me being able to be mature enough to walk away or rather God having them to get having them out of my life. I've suffered a lot of losses. I've suffered a lot of hurt, a lot of death, a lot of pain. But within all of that, I am so grateful to God that he given me one more day to be here. One more day to make it. And so many people didn't wake up this morning and so many people didn't have the activity of their limbs. So I am so grateful that 2023, am I done yet? No, I'm not. I'm still, God is still writing my whole entire chapters. He's just letting me hold the pen sometimes. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. God knows my beginning and my ending, but he's letting me choose how to be able to put those in writing. But he's guiding me through the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost to be able to make those decisions. Are they painful when I'm wrong? Yeah, they are. (laughs) They are huge. They hurt. But then at the same time, I'm going to tell you like this. I make mistakes. But you know what? I'm grown enough to admit them. And I'm grown enough to honestly sit there and say, you know what, God? I'm thankful for your mercy and your grace. So I'm going to say this. Don't let anyone define you. Let God lead you. Don't let anyone sit there. And when you know it's not of God to lead you in astray, don't let the enemy put into your life distractions. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That will keep you from God, his word. That will keep you from reading. That will keep you from praying. That will keep you from doing what he says do. Don't let yourself keep you from God. Don't let your friends, family members, their whole entire way of thinking or what have. Don't let them keep you from him. I've seen so many times where people are trained underneath the water and they would have these different weights to stay down, to stay in the water, to learn how to be able to breathe on the water. And don't you know, some of the weights that we carry from childhood until adulthood, we don't tell a lot of people about. And if we do, some people want to have pity and people use that as a crutch. But then at the same exact time, you start realizing that when you start letting those things go and, and, and taking them to God, that he cleans it up and cleans you up that you don't have to be weighed down anymore. You can be light as a feather and your journey will be a whole lot easier to go through. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. The things that weighed us down when we were kids, don't let it stay and weigh you down as an adult. Everybody in some way, form, shape, or form has childhood trauma. Childhood trauma for us in psychology means things that are in our younger years up until we become teenagers and sometimes even into our adulthood that has a huge impact on us. And then at the same exact time, it it shapes the way we think about things. Or when you have, for instance, lack of food in the home, then you want to be able to make sure that you have a whole lot of food when you become older. 
lack of clothes, money, finances, what have you. You, you want to buy everything and not wait on anything. That you have a means and opportunity to understand and know who God is. And God is telling you to let all of that go. And I thank God that I had to let some things go in order for me to come over here. And I had to let some people go. Whether rather God had people to leave because I start learning who they were. I start seeing the signs and the things that God was telling me and having to have that lead me into where I needed to go. I'm not always going to be in a crowd. I'm always going to be willing to stand out. <laughs> it's not going to make me popular. It's going to make me unpopular sometimes because I'm speaking what God tells me to do. And you need to be blessed with that. I'm going to say that one more time for the people in the back. Be bold with what God has given you. Be blessed with what God has given you. Not cursed. You are a blessing to your family. You are a blessing. But don't let them drain you. Don't let them, you know, continuously take from you. Know who God is. And it's okay to always sit there and know who God is in your life. They're going to look. They're going to listen. They're going to try to inquire about what you're doing. But God is still God. And they can look. They can inquire. But don't you know? God said, I will prepare a table before your enemies. <laughs> There's a difference between having your enemies to be in the front row. And some of them are going to be in the back. And some of them are going to be right in front of you. And God is going to let you see them. And they're going to see you do what God says do. Because you've been obedient. Amen. And it says in Romans 10, 9, and 10, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and thou shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Accept him into your life. Ask genuinely to forgive you. God, forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me up, Lord. Let me accept your son, Jesus, as the only way to you. That's it. There is no other way. There is no nobody else that can do me like Jesus. No other way that we can get to God but through his son. And we need to understand that genuine repentance is, is a blessing. But also at the same exact time. The boundaries of knowing a healthy boundaries and, and knowing the placement where God needs for you to go. If he separates you from it, it, it has to be. He separates you for a reason. You got to accept that. But also at the same exact time, let God lead you and guide you into all truths. No matter where you are in the world, let God be the guiding light that you need every day. No matter what. No matter what. Let him be the whole entire thing is all or nothing. For the ones that are not saved, are you done yet? Are you done being out there serving the wrong God? Are you done? And for the saints, are you done yet doing what God says do? Running and doing what God says do. Are you done yet? Thank you for listening. And if you like what you heard today, please follow and subscribe. You can find me on Apple Podcasts. 
Google Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Music and Audible, Spotify and Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung and Podcaster, and other platforms such as YouTube that you can be able to enjoy. If you really enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a five-star rating that would help us reaching more and more people. And if you have any questions, comments, find me on Facebook on It Is Written at L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A. Once again, It Is Written, L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A. Please reach out. Questions and comments is very important. And let us know what you think. I don't honestly say this, but I'm so grateful and thankful for all of my listeners. I thank you for the ones that are just beginning with me and giving me a chance to give you the word of God in this pure essence and so many different things that God gives me. I am appreciative. And for the ones that have been living and living for God and been been able to hear me from the beginning to now, I thank you also. And I just want to let you know there are so many different changes that are going to be coming in the new year. And at the same exact time to let you know, be a blessing today and every day. And are you done yet for the ones that are not saved? Done? Are you done not doing what God says to come back to God? And for the ones that are saved and living for God and, and doing what he says, do I hope? Are you done yet? Have you fulfilled everything that you're supposed to be doing for God? Those are the words that we need to be listening and thinking about. Amen. It has been my pleasure and happy new year in 2023. God bless you. Kanon samida. Annyeong.